Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the History Worth Saving Podcast. Subscribe, follow, and share your story ideas at historyworthsaving.com. And a special thank you to our friends at The Conversion Mill for making this episode possible. The Conversion Mill turns your existing website visitors into paying customers. Find more at theconversionmill.com. That's theconversionmill.com. On this episode, we roll back into Texas to talk to my good buddy, Scott Trantham. I got to tell you, I met Scott when I was still working at a nightclub. My first job in radio, it had all but blown up. And the next thing I know, I am the nightclub entertainment DJ at a place called Shenanigans. My good buddy, Daryl Tarvin, still owns it. It's in Huntsville, Texas. Now, for those of you not blessed enough to live in Texas, let me give you the the lay of the land. It's the largest Texas honky-tonk between Houston and Dallas. This place, it's enormous. 30,000 plus square feet. And, you know, back in the 90s, this place was, it was just unreal. I mean, we had the bull, the mechanical bull that had been in uh, Urban Cowboy. I mean, come on. This is, this is a place of redneck royalty, my friends. And, uh, and I was the disc jockey there. I was the DJ, introduced all of the acts, and uh, it was just, it was great fun. Crammed four years of college into six, working there. Daryl is still a good friend. We uh, got him interested in flying. He's still flying. And one of the guys that I met there, and that is, should I say this or not? I don't, well, anyway, just between you and I, my good buddy Scott, who's joining me tonight, is largely the influence on one of the characters in Tales from High Bluff, stories my grandfather would like, about a guy, about a guy that just, he is, he's in a place in his life where things, things just aren't going well. His, uh, his new wife hits him in the head with a jar of buttons. He gets a little drunk, gets on the road grader that he drives for the county, shows up to the bar, and tells the narrator, who might or may not be me, that uh, that she's left him. She hit him in the head with a jar of buttons, and she's left him. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, their little baby that was born on a rainy night, if she had been born on a sunny day, she would have been sunny, but she was, she was born on a rainy night. Her name is Stormy. He's going to have to take care of her. And that's where the story picks up. And I want to welcome Scott Trantham on the show. Scott, how much of that is true and how much of it's fake? Should we play? Uh, yeah, yeah, she didn't hit me with the jar of buttons and then leave. And I didn't get drunk and take the maintainer to the bar. But, but she did hit me with the jar of buttons. That's right. <laughs> I'd been out working on a fence all day with my dad and came in the house and you know, got a shower, 
lay down on the couch. I wanted to relax some, and she wanted to go to the bar. Come see us up there at Shenanigans. I, I, yeah, yes. A high come, time. Come, come, see, come see my buddy. Yeah. But uh, I dozed off, and the next thing I know, she raised and came about wanting to go to the bar, and I'm like, look, you just leave me alone. And the next, then after that, here comes the jar button. And, and 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 then when I woke up, we went to the bar because it knocked me smooth out when she hit me with the button. <laughs> I remember the night. I remember it like it was yesterday. But the, yeah, <laughs> the, the point in all of this is that that sets you on a course, and uh, you do the you do the marriage was over at that point, even though you came to oh, the bar yeah. with her. But, yeah. but you, you knew it was over, and and you you made a choice right then and there uh, that that your daughter. Uh, would would come to live with you and and I think that I say it in the book I, I say at the end of the story after I you know the, there's a lot of fun stuff that happens in there and I, I hope people will read the book but I say it in the book that that I could I could lie to them and tell them some crazy story about how you know you ran off the rails or something and there was a police chase with the the maintainer and all of this but but I don't because <laughs> What, what I what I love about your story is that unlike so many other people who are in your position, especially it seems like especially like single dads, you know, they just, they either they either step up like you do or they don't. And you stepped up in a, big, in a big way. And I and I thank you for that. I, I thank you on behalf of everybody else out here uh, in, in this big planet that we're all on for doing it because you've raised a great daughter. Uh, let, let's uh Let's talk a little bit about that. What's your advice to the, the the guy that's in your in your seat right now? He's sitting there. Maybe he's not listening. Maybe his dad's listening, and his dad's going to play this for him. What do you tell that that young person? Uh, one thing, no matter what, you know, you 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 created that kid. You got to do whatever you can for him. You know, it, it's your responsibility to raise him up, get him. Get them to the age of being an adult or what they think is an adult, you know. And you you, you can't just you you can't just put it off on somebody else, you know. Right. I, I don't I don't understand how any man would want another man raising their kids. Hmm. And I know so many kids that their dads aren't a part of their life. I mean, I went today, one of my friends that I grew up with, uh, she passed away the other day, and her daughter came to Huntsville to get the burial stuff set up and everything. And I met her, and we talked for a while and all that, and, you know, her dad, she's one of the ones that her dad has never been a real big part of her life. Opted to go in the direction of not having anything to do with the kids. And that that ain't right. You, yeah, yeah, you got to be there for them. And you've, you coached, uh, you've coached all the softball <clears throat> tournaments. You've done all of that. And I just applaud you oh. for it. <laughs> I know, oh yeah, yeah. Know it's not easy though, and uh, but you've you've made Trust it. Me, we've, we've been to all kinds of softball tournaments. <laughs> you know, Stormy Stormy's eighteen now, 
you know, she she not playing softball anymore, but I'm still stuck coaching softball. Yeah, and fishing a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, because everybody, well, I, I try to fish every chance I can, <laughs> especially in the salt water. I want to yeah. I want to rewind a little bit, and you you sort of uh, you sort of left it out there about Stormy, her, her the name, and I, that's the only real name in the book. I'll just say that because I think the story is so great. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's rewind just a little bit, uh, and, oh, and we'll Lord. get we'll get back into this. Uh, you and I we met there, and uh, you you were you were you and I were just we were friends right off the bat. You yeah, know, back then, uh, Scott Scott just to paint the picture here for those of you that. that that aren't that aren't sitting across from us here at our our little table here that we're pretending to be at. But uh, back then, Scott Scott had he he was all business in the front and all party in the back. I mean, he had the, oh the, the, you had the Billy Ray Cyrus look, and you were you were on a mission down there. Now you've been driving. Yeah. How long have you been driving the road grader now? Uh, I went to work for the county in ninety three. June seventh of ninety three. Ninety three. Late for work my first day. <laughs> and you live in a town that's named after an STD. That's the only way to put it. At least, at least it used to be. Uh, but anyway, we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> I'll, I'll fill that in later. But but you'd come up there and and hang out and have a good time. And when I met you, let this could be true or let's just say true or false. Let's play a little game of of, of fact versus fiction here because. Some of this is in the book. Some of it's not. Uh, fact or fiction that uh, you may or may not have shot something at your propane tank. You will be talking about the bottle rocket. <laughs> fact. But did you ever own a bass in your aquarium? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would prefer to get fish out of a pond and put in an aquarium than I would to go buy one. Okay. So, you the, know. <laughs> the bottle rockets, because I, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. The bottle rockets in, in, in the bass, that, that's all true. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. I love it. <laughs> and, and the road grader driving it to the bar, as you said earlier, that, that was not, that was not true. No, that, no. That's, but no. it would have been. Uh, well, could have been. <laughs> Can't drink on the job, so <laughs> you know. You know, it would have been a quick one. Uh, so, <laughs> so we had a lot of fun up there. No kidding. Uh, it was, oh, it was yeah. a crazy place to work. Were you there the night that Vanilla Ice played? No, no, no. <laughs> I did not come up there that night. I, I, I refused to go. <laughs> that was that was a crazy night. Let me tell you. You know, all these. All these country folk in there, and then here comes here comes Vanilla Ice. That was a that was a wild night, and I had had we had all gone over to the to the restaurant next door. Remember that? Remember the the, the Mexican food restaurant next door? Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's still there. Well, it, it looks a lot different than it did back then. I mean, it's really yeah, cleaned up yeah. well, but uh, back then it yeah, was not. That is true. Those those guys were were putting stuff in the margaritas back when we were going. And you couldn't you couldn't stand up after you. So here's this yeah. highly inebriated performer uh, walking over with us, and uh, it was it was an interesting show. What about what about what were some of the concerts that you came? Because we had everybody coming oh. through that place back then. Who who were some of the the folks Bell, that you saw? Bellamy Brothers, the Bellamy Brothers, saw them several times. Yeah, you know, um, John Conley. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, John oh, yeah, Conley, Gene Watson. Uh, Gene Watson, seeing him. Uh, Were you there the night that the uh, the <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It was it was it was the closest I ever saw the place to Roadhouse. Remember remember the night that Mark Chestnut showed up and sang yes. like sang. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> sang like I one forgot song. all about that. <laughs> and then left. <laughs> Just, yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about that. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> I was on the receiving end of the beer bottles as they were coming up. You know, he said, sorry, yeah. folks, can't do it tonight. And he was sick. He was really sick. And he just yeah. unplugged the guitar. And I mean, it was it, it, to paint the picture of shenanigans. We had two different yeah, types um, of people. We had we had lumberjacks and prison guards. <laughs> and, and and then they were mixed in with a bunch of college kids. And, and you know, it was. It was a fun place, but it was a it was an interesting mix of people. That that is true, and for the for the most part, everybody got along, except that night with Mark Chestnut. That turned well, into you a, got a point there. Nobody got along with poor old Mister Chestnut that night. It it, it was <laughs> felt yeah, bad for him. Dick. Felt bad for him. Yeah, so they, it was it was a fun it was a fun place to go, and it was a fun place to visit, and it's still open. Uh, Daryl Tarvin, who may or may not be DT in the book, uh, was one of the, the most creative guys. Were you there the night? And this this is in the book. But were you there the night that he hired the males, the male strippers? Were you there that oh, night? Oh, God, yes. No, no, I was not there. But you know the story. No. Everybody knows the story. Yes, I know the story. I know that. I'm, I know some of the people that he hired, and they actually, I don't believe they were strippers because some of them lived in Huntsville. Well, now that's, you know, some poetic license, but they, they did, uh, they, well, they, they, they did dance, and uh, there was yeah. a tarp strung up along the, the center of the floor, which was like 3,000 square feet. And at the end of the night, in DT's own words, at midnight, he cut the tarp down. And they all got it on, is what he said. <laughs> I'll never forget those oh, words. Oh, but it was a crazy night, and and there was no <laughs> there was no nudity. But yes, of course, the yes, no, the, the next no, morning, I, you know, it was protested by the Baptist Church and everybody in town. And yeah, I did, I did not show up the night of the Chippendale dance. Yeah, well, you uh, missed a good. I night. wasn't I wasn't going out like that. <laughs> now, now, what about yeah, no. the night that the gals body slammed old Fitch? Remember that poor fellow that put the our. Our good buddy, he was a cop up there. It was a, it was, it was a winter night. The only time we ever had any fights were in the winter and uh, right around the holidays. And this, this, <laughs> this couple came in there. I don't know if you remember. Were you there that night that the cop got body slammed? She literally no, jumped up no, off I the wouldn't. rails and, uh, and body slammed this poor guy. It's never the women. You're never watching the women, but it's always the women <laughs> that start this stuff. They mean. <laughs> they are. As, as you're living proof of that uh so oh, well. we had it we had a great time and i'll tell you you can't tell you can't tell stories about that place without without bringing up one guy uh in particular and that is hb lawson what are, give me a smooth story because smooth was the oldest working cowboy oh. in the state and smooth 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 love to get in the shadow box and he would undo his belt and sit there and swing it out in circles, like it like it wasn't his belt. Yeah. Well, you he know? was a, he was. And how old was he? Does anybody really know? Because he looked about the he he looked older than a lot of guys. Uh, I think he was one hundred and twenty three. I think you're probably right. He looked about it, and his picture you know? still hangs in the front of there. 
I have his picture up in my barn, and it's uh, yeah. it's one of my prized possessions. And I, and I mean this because he, Smooth was he would come up there to dance, but he ran the posse for the uh, for the state <laughs> prison system. And when when someone would get you know out of prison and escape. Smooth was the cowboy that chased him on horse and had a whole bunch that of that went, that went with him. And uh, that is true. You know, he was, you know, he was it, the real deal. Hey, 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 he was a show enough character. So, so <laughs> now that, now that you've raised Stormy up and that's, that's true. If, if she had been born on a sunny day, it, it was going to, what was it? What was the name on a sunny day? I didn't have it figured out. But on a stormy day, uh, well, <laughs> well, the, the the story with that is when Stormy's mom was about three or four months pregnant. We spent at least one or two days during the month going to the hospital because she's oh I'm in labor mm. and. Doctors check it. No, you're not in labor. Well, the weekend before Stormy was born, we were back at the hospital. And it was pouring down rain. I was looking out the window, and one of the nurses was talking to Stormy's mom and said, you know, have have y'all came up with any names? And... Thomas mom was like, well, no, we haven't nailed a name down yet. And of course, I was looking out the window watching it pour down rain, and I said, well, if she's born today, today don't name her Stormy Renee. <laughs> and it did, the name just stuck. Of course, you know, yeah. 10 minutes later, the doctor comes in. No, nope, you're not. Let her go home. And we went home, and then the next weekend, after leaving shenanigans, we come home, go to bed. Then that next morning, get woke up at nine o'clock or, or eight o'clock in the morning, and she's like, "Oh look, I'm in labor." And I told her, "So look, we go up there today, and they say you're not in labor. You're staying till Stormy Renee's born." Of course, that day it was a nice sunny day. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but but the name stuck. That's, that's how that's I, how the name came about. I remember you telling everybody. You sort of <laughs> pronounced it <laughs> there at shenanigans, and I just it, 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 that is true. It never it never left me the uh, this that story. And I, I well anyway. <laughs> but you know, is yeah. we we could we sit here and we joke now, and we had a great time back then, and it was a lot of fun. But but you really did. You stood up, and uh, you just you you pushed forward with it. And that's what I think is so incredible uh, is how you, is how you raise this young lady who's doing really well. Now she's graduated from high school. She's got a job, she's working and, and you're kind of looking down the, down the other pathway here now and, uh, and maybe figure out where, uh, where and what you want to do. Cause you're, you're not far from retirement now because you started driving that Uh, maintainer some 20 uh, years ago. 20, I think I've been there. I've been there since June of '93. That's math in public. What, we're we're going to get twenty-six in. years. <laughs> yeah, going to get dangerous here, Scott. Yeah, and, I understand. And and you've been you've been there, and uh, you're not late on your first day anymore. And uh, <laughs> you got it. You got to figure it out. But you really grew up around uh, watching Stormy grow up, and I think that that's. Oh, yeah. I think that's really cool. 
Fact or fiction, uh, at one time, did you not live on the same street as a guy by the name of National Rodeo Champion? Yeah, yeah, National <laughs> lived, oh, a quarter of a mile around the Spring Circle from me. There you go. Uh, right there by was, my other buddy, Bob. Yeah, oh, yeah, right across from, well, almost right across from Bob. Yeah. National was in the trailer house across from across from Bob. Well, of course he was. Kind of catty, kind of catty corner. Yeah. There was there was also another guy that he lived straight across the road from me. His name was Miles Hare. And Miles he Hare. was a he was a rodeo clown. Well, he and, worked Houston and all that stuff. And 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 National was a big deal. I mean, he really was. He was a big yeah. that whole fa- that yeah. whole family's been big. I just think the name That is, is just, true. You can't forget a name like that <laughs> and you can't forget a name like Stormy. Uh, <laughs> I understand. You just can't. I mean, you can't. You can't make this stuff up. So it, it it's it's all going to go in the book. <laughs> well, just apologizing yeah. right now. The, the, I understand. No, no. The the here's here's the memory that I and I, I I didn't I wanted to save this till last because in spite of of everything you've been through the other the other moment uh, that that I wanted to bring up that I think is so critical. Uh, to talk about is is your character as a man and and the way that um, well the way it all came about uh, you I was in your wedding and uh, of course it didn't go very well yeah you were the best man I yeah I'm sorry you couldn't <laughs> pick a better one but see so, what you did yeah I know look what you did so there we are in the park <laughs> and uh, the the wedding goes off it was it was fine and we get back home and the 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 big attraction and in Texas and I kind of talk about this in the book. Um, in Texas, everybody sells the wedding, right? I mean, it's you, hey, you ought to come to the wedding. We, we yeah. we've got we've got Lone Star. They're going to be playing, or what? Whatever the band is, or something. The attraction at your wedding uh, were the little Christmas lights from the movie Hope Floats, and 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 I'm not making this up. You you had a strand nope. of them, and yeah, uh, I had. There was I think six or seven strands of them hanging in the ceiling in the living room, in and the they were room. actually. They were actually from that movie. And and we got out there to the house, and the power's been cut off right after the wedding. No. <laughs> no, the power didn't get cut off. <laughs> that's, that's fiction there. That's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fiction there. The power didn't get cut off. It didn't take the house, and I wasn't sitting on the porch. But, <laughs> but other than that, it's all true. I yeah. was just waiting for you to go with it. <laughs> Now don't go, don't go giving them all the details yet because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm you got to buy the book, you know. No, no, no. I, I think what we're going to do, we're going to make this chapter available for people, and if they want to buy the book, they can buy the book, and if they don't, well, they just don't know good entertainment. But uh, well. but the house did. It was it was lit up well, and uh, it was just a, it was a great event, and uh, there was a there was a fun fun time, and then. Well, then the jar of buttons came out, and I've always wanted to ask you this, but I and I, who, who keeps a jar of buttons in their house? Well, that was that was my doing. <laughs> we had at, at work, we had changed uniforms, and for some reason, you know, I don't know, company didn't want the shirts back. They said y'all keep the, y'all keep them. 
Well, for some reason, I thought, you know, I might be able to use these buttons for something one day. Well, I have no idea. So I cut all the buttons off the shirts before I threw them away, and I put them in a dead gum pint-sized jar. So and it was my fault. That it was your I got fault hit that you, with the jar buttons that you saved off of your work shirts. Yeah. <laughs> whatever happened to the bass someone's going to ask about this and it, you're already past the statute of limitations so the game well, warden not, better not be able to come after you but what happened well, to the bass I let it go at uh, a friend of mine's house in the pond that's not a very good story well that's what happened <laughs> when, I, what when, happened. when I decided okay don't get rid of the aquarium I took all the fish and I went and put them in his pond. There you go. I told you so, you were going to start talking. We're already, it we're already catch, running. It, it was catch and relief. That's right. We're already out of time. Scott, what, what do you want people to know about the Scott Trantham story? When it's all said and done, uh, like 100 years from now, they're looking back. What do you want people to say about you? Man, I, uh, I, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> Story's yeah. not over yet, is it? No. Got a long yeah. way to go and a lot of fish to catch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, it, you you may have to write another book. I think I'm going to. I'm, I plan on <laughs> it. If this one sells, I plan on yeah. it. Buddy, when, thanks for thanks I, for being here though tonight. When, when I retire, I'm gonna have to come up there and visit y'all. You come on anytime, and I really appreciate your time tonight. And, uh, All right, brother. We'll we'll talk real soon. My good buddy Scott, everybody, Scott Trantham. I'm not going to say he's the real Jude Williams, but he's damn close. <laughs> I, and I can move the earth. That's right. You can every day <laughs> of the work week. There you go. <laughs> Listen, it's been fun having you here, bud, and it's been fun having you here. Check us out online at historywarsaving.com. Real American stories. Great stories told here if you're a single dad if you are standing there right now not knowing what to do there's a lot of scots out there they got your back you can do this you got it trust me trust me on this you you got this be a scott man raise that kid and before you know it you'll be out there fishing with them just like he is today Listen, sign up for the newsletter, historyworthsaving.com. Sign up for the monthly newsletter. Join the Facebook group. We have a, a, a great group. It's a growing group of people on Facebook. That's the way we get these stories, folks. The page is great, but, but please jump in there to the group. And until next time, get out there and meet your neighbors. There's a lot of great stories to tell. We'll see you next time here on History Worth Saving. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.